listening to Pirate Radio Podcast. Cast out to sea. Hey, Adrian, you old sea dog. What? I think it's time to listen to some music. Welcome to Pirate Radio Podcast. My name is Adrian. And my name is Ali. And uh, we this is Listen to This. Do you uh, remember Listen to This? The yeah. The segment that we used to have. We're finally <laughs> back with it. And uh, basically we give the other host an album to go through it in full, uh, track by track. And uh, this episode we're doing... Uh, this is Muses. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I thought you'd do that straight away, but uh. no, so, well, well, I jumped in. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say this is Muses' third LP, but it's I fourth. I think it's their fourth. Yeah, it's yeah, fourth yeah. studio so, album. And also, on a side note, this is uh, one of my favorite albums of all time. So, and <laughs> you had heard this album. <laughs> yeah, album, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had it back when I had iTunes. You know. Oh, back <laughs> but, when I had iTunes. Yeah, so. ar- around when it came out. You know, 2006 was the year it came out. So, um, mm-hmm. Black Holes and Revelations. I don't think you actually named it. But... No, no, no. I just assumed everyone knows Muse's LPs by their uh, numbered Well, <laughs> LP. uh, Also, it's LP in the title four. of uh, this episode, so that's a bit of a hint. So, yeah, Muse was pretty much uh, knowing you musically. Muse was... <laughs> the band that i would think about when i would think about you in terms of music so oh gr- that actually like touches my heart wow well i mean uh, <laughs> you're welcome um no but you know how you know you know people and they're kind of you know the bands certain bands are their favorites yep. and you kind of this was definitely your favorite band a, a few years back before old cabo showed up 100 percent. yeah yeah <laughs> and look even even now like i would say even though like i'm hugely entertainment parlor like uh, muse is still like has a very special place in my heart yeah yeah as 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 the band that like you really hold dear around your teen years tends to stick mm. with you yeah totally totally um but yeah well uh, well shall we dive straight into black holes and revelations <laughs> yeah sure let's go right into that black hole uh, does that make sense no uh <laughs> <laughs> Radio podcast. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm really glad you picked that bit. That yeah. part in particular is like when the nuclear bomb goes off. That's the moment there in the song. Um, and when I first listened to this album, that I think I blew my music load. Yeah. And I and I suddenly became like a diehard fan of not only Muse but also music. <laughs> Music, nice. <laughs> no. Um, but, oh man, yeah. it's, it's so operatic. Uh, mm. The the term that kept coming to mind when i was listening through this song and the rest of the album uh it's yeah. like well operatic wonderment uh with a bit of heaviness um nice that's uh, a really good way to put uh, it yeah it's yeah i mean it's got that synth going off in the background it's got you know old matt with his high-pitched tones <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and also also is it's just dripping with uh you know political injustice kind of you know anger at that kind of stuff oh yeah (laughs) well that's and and that's the thing like uh yeah this whole this whole album has this sort of dystopian oriented kind of political tone to it not only this album but the band but uh yeah it's this is probably the album that projected muse onto the world stage like they were kind of on it before but not really at this at the levels at which they got to when this album hit um yeah yeah but uh, I mean, yeah, uh, that song, uh, man, is uh, it's such yeah. a it's such a fantastic opener to any album. Honestly, like Take a Bow is like it's, it's truly such a unique 
track. I mean, there's no chorus. There's nothing like you know. It's it's literally just this one big like yeah, so wave of sound. That yeah, like, it's operatic. It's just like yeah. I can't think of a better term for it. It's mm. it's like rock opera. Like, yeah, yeah, rock opera. Yeah, 100. percent Well, okay. Well, I mean, clear to say that, that this song obviously like encapsulates the album somewhat. Yeah, true. I mean, and it's, it's you know they put it right up front for a reason it's interesting that they put take a bow at the front yet you bow at the end of a thing mm, I, li- I always like that yeah interesting Flip it. Mm, flipping it around there yeah. um but the thing about this song is you know it is one of my favorite songs of all time um and what's really sad is i just wanted to say this is a bit of like i don't know i realized this very recently um yeah. my girlfriend mish said that she went to the last uh muse gig which was i think last year or the year before and um i've been i've been to like every single live gig since i became a fan of muse and they never played this song really it, yeah then they played it but then they played it at la- the last time they came take a bow wasn't there <laughs> and i'm really butthurt <laughs> <laughs> oh well i'm sorry to hear so, that it's really sad yeah well, all right you want to move on to the next song sure thing all right uh next song it's one of those ones that you definitely got played on the radio a lot uh let's oh yeah jump into the second song which is starlight Yeah, I mean, immediately, uh, it's probably more of a catchy song, you know. Yeah, you can yeah. see you can see why it was uh, popular. Um, yeah, well, it is. It's got that pop kind of framework to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that oh man, that dirty driving bass. Yeah, really like it really pulls you in, and then he's like clean dancing and the clean piano on top. It's it's a good mm. it's a good contrast, good composition, I think. Absolutely. What's his name? The uh, the bassist, uh, Chris oh, oh, Wolstenholm's yeah. like bass. Doesn't oh, get mate. enough attention in my mate, opinion. Mate, mate, he's awesome. I really. Love he's him. amazing. He's such yeah. a good bassist. Um, and yeah, this this song, like, yeah, you you always hear like, I think that, that's the thing about Muse is like, as a three piece band, they have such a huge sound. Also, have you seen some of uh, the? What's his name? Chris. Chris what? Wollstoneholm. Wollstoneholm. Chris Wollstoneholm. So, some yeah. of his bases, man. Have you seen some of his like light up bases? Yeah. That's the thing about the like them as a live act now is that they've kind of gone ham with like, I guess they've obviously made a lot of money, but yeah. I, but they've really put that money back into, yeah, like custom designing. Like I know Matt just designed his own like guitars that have like little pads on them that he can sort of play around and distort the sound with. Um, oh, yeah, these sense. light up like touchscreen things that he's got, and then yeah, like Chris has got his crazy ass basses as well. <laughs> yeah, pushing pushing the boundaries and stuff. Pushing the boundaries, yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's a great song. To be honest, uh, like I remember back in two thousand six, I, I I did like the song, but I remember yeah. it was played a lot. I mean, not not quite to the level of uh, of the the particular uh, song that is about to be played, but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it's still good shit. Um, and it's a subtle yeah. use of synth in it too, which is nice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But what does "Black Holes and Revelations" mean? Because this is the song that actually has the title of the album in the song. It does, it does. So I think somewhere along the line, like Matt described the album as being. A so- uh, like some of the songs to deal with AWOL soldiers, Zeta Reticulans, which for those of you who aren't the uninitiated, uh, in, yeah. the uninitiated, uh, yeah. that's a that's meant to be a type of alien species. Uh, so then the sound of Joe Meek's tape machine being thrown down the stairs, the private thoughts of General Zhu Shengu <laughs> feeling strangely comfortable collecting firewood whilst wielding an axe. And of course, how to store pasta for 12 years using nitrogen flushing. What? Now, I don't know. <laughs> I what's, don't know. Ma- what's Ma- going Ma- on? Ma- 
Matt Bellamy strikes me as the kind of person that was like the really weird, quiet kid with headphones on in the corner of the classroom yeah, that no one that. really understood. His hair was um, so spiky that everyone's like, what's up with that guy? Yeah, really <laughs> spiky, like blue hair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was one of those kids for sure. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I think Black Holes and Revelations, like, is, I mean, obviously it's about, like, there's a lot of, like, war themes in here. Yeah. It's about cycles and, like, just you know revelations and catastrophe and all that sort of shit it, it, it's, um, a good, it's a good title for an album it's, uh, yeah no it's a fantastic title yeah, for an album yeah 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 um, this, this track though Starlight uh, since Matt Bellamy's become a dad he said that his son Bing um, who's like I think he's like six now or something Bing um, like but, B-I-N-G like the search <laughs> like the search engine search Bing, engine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently Bing's favourite muse song is Starlight so he plays this ah. song now at every muse concert Bing Bellamy um, his name Bing is Bell- Bing Bellamy Bing Bellamy I know I know sometimes I don't understand why uh, musicians <laughs> alliteration man strange things didn't Chris Martin name his uh, daughter like oh, Apple or some shit? Oh yeah, so, something <laughs> ridiculous. All right, ne- next on this album that uh, Ali had so graciously gave me uh, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is the 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 hit of the album you would say, um, yeah, which was Supermassive Black Hole. Yeah, um, yeah. This is pretty much this song. It was my introduction to Muse, uh, along with most people, I guess. But um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of funny that this was like the sort of big yeah, hit from, yeah. I uh, did like Black Starlight. I definitely pr- prefer Starlight to this. Same, um, same. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I just remember the music video with the weird dancing people coming off the walls and yeah it was kind of of, creepy that speaks volumes of the time like 2006 people were really like kind of into that this this album is very of its time i mean i guess it is a while while ago now even it's hard to think about it in in those sort of terms but yeah Do, do you know what's funny to me is that you know going back and listening to this album again and i do listen to this album like sort of seasonally if if maybe that's the right word okay. I, I enjoy the shit i enjoy the shit out of this album this and, and and part of the reason i do is because yes it is of a time but i actually find that it's somewhat like holds up in terms of like the contemporary sound that we're getting now but yeah, also yeah, yeah. um just the subject matter of the album like even just when i when i go and like you know get the album booklet like it's got pictures of harp which is the high oral active research project shit which is the weather manipulation things in there and like papers from project mk ultra and like all, all yeah. this stuff which which to me like as a as a conspiracy theorist nut job to me that stuff's becoming a lot more or at least it has become a lot more sort of relevant definitely yeah it's definitely definitely a very a big part of the band and the, mm. the, the stuff that they make and yeah it is yeah i i could definitely see what you mean there but yeah like in terms of the song uh yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be embarrassed to, to sing like the supermassive black hole part because it's just like, <laughs> but, but I could, I could, see, I could see why it really worked. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, I, yeah, I can see why it worked too. Like, it's, it's funnily enough got that kind of Lady Gaga kind of. Ah, yeah, I could see, I could, Gaga. I could see what you mean by that. Yeah, definitely, Do you know what I mean? especially the music video and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So far, the album's just been quality quality up to this quality point. and then yes yeah very uh, it's showing that like already what is it three tracks in and there's a yeah. lot of range here that was a huge hit but now let's move on <laughs> to uh i mean i didn't know the name of this song but i know the song uh mm, the next one like is is a uh, map of the problematic and i've just got on i've got them written down boom da boom boom drum drum <laughs> <laughs> That's in my notes. Anyway, let's see why I wrote that and more in the song here. Let's play it. Life 
boom da boom jump jump boom da jump jump that's <laughs> uh, now i know why you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah um it's it's very energetic uh but somehow still somber it's uh mm. it's, it's interesting it's an interesting song um the piano and stuff yeah i don't know so, something very i don't know distinct about it in terms of yeah songs like uh, i was like oh it's this song with the do 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 you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 I do know what you mean. What I found interesting about this song is that it, this is kind of like the point in the album where you realize that everything from their previous album, which was, what was it, Absolution, oh. and like Origin of Symmetry, like they kind of meld, because Absolution had that really operatic, like orchestral stuff. Um, and then Origin of Symmetry had, you know, the really hard line, like kind of almost metal at times. Um, and I think I've got, a, I've got a quote here from... Matt Bellamy, yeah. um, he, he said in an interview that we, we got to a point which we were pretty much free to do whatever we like. It was difficult because we wanted every song to be different to what we've done before. And I think we've managed to do that. Because, yeah, you got that, that grand piano in there. Yeah. Um, sort of, yeah. you know, and mixed with the really, really energetic driving drums. Which, yeah, I, I knew you'd like the drums in this because, like, who the fuck doesn't? Like, yeah, it's so... yeah. Very true. <laughs> Map of the problematic... Map of the Problematique. I really like the lyrics. Uh, I'm glad you picked that part of the song, by the way, because that's yeah. one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Oh, yeah, you're um, welcome. <laughs> why can't we see the one we bleed, we bleed the same. I yeah. can't get it right. Yeah, the, a, a lot of this album just has all these sort of like war cries or chants. Yeah, yeah very who, much you know, so. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, like the in a in a couple of songs coming up, we definitely get a lot of that. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, but we can move on to the next song, which sure. is very different to everything that's come up before. Oh, as you yeah, were saying. totally. Talk about um, range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next song is called "Soldier's Palm." Yeah, very somber. Um, and uh, is that the rest of the band singing, or is that just more Bellamy's? That's or? um, no, no, no. I I think it's like a layer of Bellamy and a layer of Chris, because the only other person who sings in Muse is Chris. Uh, the, uh, the drummer ain't got ain't, ain't, ain't getting part of that. Dominic Howard has no singing skills whatsoever. Eh, it's fine. He, he yeah. can he can dr- he can drum a main beat so. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but oh man, this is this is an intense song, especially towards the end of the song, which is where they're like singing, "There's no Do justice." You think you deserve your <laughs> yeah. freedom, and there's no justice in the world, and there never there's has the, been, and there never, and there never was. Yeah, <laughs> there never like, was. And it's it's such a, and it's like the way it's sung too. It's like, and there never was. It's like, like oh like, god, muse with Jesus. the hard truth. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not a kind of song that uh, you you'd think would get on the radio but i mean it's 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 very deep it's uh interesting and also interesting that they evidently got balls to do this as uh, with all the stuff leading up to it when i when i was sort of introduced to this album was around the time when i was going through a lot of um i guess it was like when i was becoming a lot more aware of um the industrial military complex and yeah. like the 9-11 conspiracies and stuff and like funnily enough like one of the ways i found muse was because matt bellamy was a was a 9-11 conspiracy theorist oh okay and and said that in a, in a lot of his songs he was sort of like painting a picture of the american industrial military war machine and the effects that it has on not only you know the people that it enlists but like the actual destruction that's left in its wake um and this song was like the first time i i really was able to sort of humanize soldiers okay. and understand like that they're also victims of war yeah yeah okay oh that's interesting and it's a it's a really like yeah like and it, like we're saying like it's it's a it's a sobering kind of 
feel to this song you know soldiers that like suddenly realize that like they're just being like used as cannon fodder yeah if you if you came in like love and starlight you'd be like oh okay what's happening here but um <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> all right uh should we move on to the next song um yeah what's anything? the what is the next song the next song oh. is uh is a is a little ditty a little ditty called uh invincible Marching drums, like very uh, mm. sending a message. That's for sure. I, I, I wrote, I wrote for this song a song to strengthen the idealist in all of us. Yeah, like especially like coming off the back of the last song, which was somewhat you know of a downer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's nice to have this song kind of refresh the palate a bit. Yeah, like it picks it up, but then it, like a blasty out of a cannon um, towards the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, as with a lot of Muse songs, it seems. It's a good song. I, I like. It's not one of my favorites in the album, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would agree. It's not one of my favorites in the album, but it's definitely like a. It's a good song. Like, if, if it wasn't for the fact that Muse sets such a like high standard, like it's probably like. <laughs> yeah, know. it's always the case with certain bands when the, especially yeah. in the albums when they've got like, uh, hit after hit on it, and then like another song comes along and it's you know good but not great. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, luck of the draw. There's a music video that went with this with this track um, that really? I remember. I haven't I haven't seen it in a, in a very very long time, but it kind of it was a the whole clip is kind of like the you know like the it's a small world ride at Disneyland or something. Yeah, where you're kind of on like yeah. a little boat and you yeah, kind of yeah. go through different stages and you know different rooms. I don't I remember that music, at all. But, yeah. yeah, the music video for this uh, was that. To be honest with you, I haven't I don't know if it's still around anymore. Because I remember um, I remember the music video to you know uh, Black Hole and Starlight, but not yeah. not, not Invincible. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. Uh, I'm actually just looking it up to see if it's still. Yeah, no, it's still around, and it's it's really the the music video is just Matt Bellamy sing, singing on one of these boats, and really I, from memory from memory it's like one of those one shot deals where it's like uh, you know just the camera kind of floats around. The, the music video like really uh, sold the the whole song quite well. I'm definitely going to check it out after after it's, this because I'm curious it's, how that would work in terms of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm right. actually going to go back to it at some point because I I only just remembered it listening to it again this time this time around. All right. Well, cool. All right. Invincible. Um, track seven. I went to track seven, which mm-hmm. is probably uh, probably one of one of my favorites of the album. Yeah, I, I like it. It's a it's a bit of a heavier song. Um, <laughs> the the track is Assassin. Assassino. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> the amount of times I'm like, oh yeah, I forget how heavy Muse are sometimes. <laughs> do, do you know what? And, and just generally speaking, as well, I, yeah. like when I, whenever I get into discussion with anyone about Muse and we listen back to Muse, yeah, people always have the same reaction, which is, oh yeah, fuck, I forget how good Muse are. <laughs> like legitimately, like like it's almost like it's just in the back of everyone's heads, like yes. that Muse is a good band, but they just sort of show them. And like, yeah. I mean, I do the same, and I love Muse, you know, yeah. like it's. It's funny. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, and uh, a band that I've been getting into recently that I did share with you a little, the start reminded me of them. Obviously, it's the other way around because this came first. But you know the OCs? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really reminded me of the OCs to start. I was like, oh, okay. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a headbanger. And, uh, I can't, it's I can't a headbanger speak. and it's um, lyrically as well. I mean, this song is like meant to be like an anthem for... Um, Militias, basically. <laughs> like, if we were to be oh, like, perfectly honest here. 
<laughs> I mean, like, like you know, yeah, shoot your leaders down, join forces underground. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Destroy demonocracy. I love that word, by the way, demonocracy. <laughs> Aim, shoot, kill your leaders. Lol. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's getting a little anarchist there. Um, a little bit anarchist, A little bit, yeah. All right. Well, well, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's good I mean, to have a passion. Definitely. Def- I mean, like, you know, this, this whole album obviously covers a lot of like you know the thematics of like political corruption revolution yeah. new world order conspiracies and shit yeah, so it's kind tough. of like it's a, it's a given but like yeah this one kind of gets a bit hardcore oh uh, yeah sense. and uh with that with the title assassin it all comes together there <laughs> yeah totally but yeah this is a definitely like a headbanger yeah yeah sure. and as i said I, I really quite like this song <laughs> you know me i like my heavy <laughs> yeah. all right um let's all move right. on to the next one which um is called Exopolitics. and revelation um, oh, something i'd never realized about this song yeah. again just confirming just how much i love matt bellamy <laughs> and his mind okay uh, and the fact that he was just so fucking on it when it came to his conspiracies uh, all the way back in 2006 what a fucking sick cunt um on all the message <laughs> boards yeah 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 well i mean like for, for, let's let's get into the song first and i'll i'll, I'll discuss my my oh okay all right i'm interested in what you noticed just through that clip but um all right uh my first my first thing that i wrote down was is that a theremin is there a theremin in the back of this it there might like be a... a theremin in the back of this yeah, 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 they've, yeah. Definitely, they've definitely used theremins in their live shows before okay because yeah, yeah it was interesting i'm like oh that sounds like a theremin yeah it's, it's oh, this... yeah 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 woo. Um, and it's, it's, this one's a bit of a headbanger too, less so than Assassin, but I mean, most, yeah. th- most things yeah. are less so than Assassin, that was really heavy. But, uh, but yeah, no, I like the song too, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's catchy, it's good, the distorted bass, high clean vocals, there's all the muse there. Um, Definitely, um, and yeah, like, and what better way to like, have like an alien kind of, uh, centric song than to use a theremin. As an instrument, makes plenty of sense. <laughs> so here's a couple of things I wanted to bring up, though, about this song in terms of like lyrics, because I like okay. I pulled up the lyrics probably for the first time ever about this song, because you know, like with many of these songs, I just sort of have been hearing them and not properly going into yeah taking them hear, in yeah yeah not taking them in or or at least not looking up what the lyrics actually say and just kind of having my own interpretation yeah that, that um but yeah what well, what is it. But yeah, so I mean, you know how before I was talking about how like Matt Bellamy had this quote about like talking about like Zeta Reticulans being like, you know, this this species of alien being uh, part of the things that like some of the songs talk about. Yeah. yeah. Funnily enough, um, so, you know, the chorus, when the Zetas fill the skies, will our leaders tell us why? Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. And I then, and, you know, the second that. chorus is... Um, when Zetas fill the skies, it's just our leaders in disguise. Fully loaded satellites will will conquer nothing but our minds. Funnily enough, and this, the, I'm gonna plug um, a really uh, fantastic. Uh, I guess he's like a uh, thought leader or, or or whatever have you. Like he he runs an organization called Closure Project, um, Dr. Stephen Greer, and for the last twenty or so years, he's been basically in the same way that WikiLeaks operated as a channel for. Um, you know, people, whistleblowers to like have safe access to be able to like, you know, come and disclose information that they've, that they'd have deemed like to, to go against the national interest and stuff. Um, Dr. Stephen Greer and the Disclosure Project have done the same thing for ex-military people who have quote unquote encountered unworldly or otherworldly things whilst serving contracts in the military, navy, etc., etc. Um so he's been doing this for 20 plus years and what he's been sort of the narrative that's come out from like thousands of people now from from this um organization is that uh one 
agenda that even Werner von Braun um, talked about in the 50s on, on his deathbed is that when the, the last play that the elite will have, <laughs> the last play that they will pull on, on humanity is they will stage a fake alien invasion in order to galvanize the world into a one world government or to, in, to galvanize the world into one world, essentially type one civilization. Okay, so he's, he's referencing that. And he's referencing that, yeah. Like, when the Z is full disguised, it's just our leaders in disguise. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I fucking love that so much. Like, Matt, yeah, I would love, <laughs> I'd love to see you meet Matt Bellamy. That'd I would be... love to meet Matt, Be- Matt Bellamy just to give him a big smooch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. I know you know, Matt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like... Um, but yeah, like even I'm just reading here about exopolitics as well. Matt has said a couple of different things about this song. Uh, he's quote that's about the possibility of an orchestrated alien invasion created by the new world order. I, what I do know about like his stance on this sort of stuff is that since this album came out, he's specifically gone on a couple of interviews to say that he he no longer believes these things anymore. Okay. But he's but they're always kind of there in the undertones of his albums. So I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, I, I, I do like this song. It is a headbanger. Yeah. Definitely a headbanger. Um, but it's filled with such yeah. esoteric well, lyricism. Yes, very, very much so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're having fun, are you? The shit out of you're having just, fun, I'm, yeah. I am having fun. <laughs> Let's move on to Let's City of on. Delusion. It's the next song. All right. City of Delusion. I believe when I don't trust all your theories turn to dust. I choose to hide from Or fading out of there is uh, one of my favorites. What was it? Um, well, I guess the verse is, Can I believe when I don't trust? All your theories turn to dust. I choose to hide from the all-seeing eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I found super... Like, the Latin influence in this. I was like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. And that's the thing that I noticed, uh, especially with the... Uh, Three three songs at the end here. They all have like a very distinct like Latinist to them. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, I've never noticed that about any of these songs before. Um, uh, but but they've still got you know the, these operatic operatic strings that they bring mm. in, and um, and they even have they even have around like the uh, middle of the song. Uh, they have like underwater. You know that under they tend to have it in like trance music and stuff. Uh, like I think of the Matrix when I fucking hear it, but it like mm. <laughs> you, do you know what I'm talking about? It sounds like it's underwater for a second, then it kind of like blasts out. And the Matrix reference I definitely got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And do you know what? Like, even you just, like, pointing the, the Latin influence out there is the first time, I guess, I'm really, like, coming to terms with the fact that, yeah, the, 100%, there is a Latin influence mm. song. And, and um, something that mm. isn't used enough, trumpets. God, goddamn trumpets. <laughs> true, true. Definitely not used enough. I mean, like, I guess that's what the, the you know, alternative just is like a permission slip to use anything and everything yeah you know, yeah alternative music is just yeah i, I don't know be all does, all. does alternative music does that t- like title still be used around now because i swear we i used to hear it more back around the time when this was coming out like, you, like you, you hear music... terms like indie and stuff more these days and yeah yeah indie but... kind of i guess like became the new alternative for a while but those indie alternative there's way too there's just like it's just yeah, genre yeah. after genre, and I mean, it's never ending. The, the really, best like, stuff kind of you know mashes and molds and kind of breaks. Yeah, exactly, anyway, exactly. I mean, like this is I, I I think alternative rock is still a thing. Alternative yeah, yeah. as a genre is definitely still a thing. Um, the thing I miss about like this era is the fact that it's space rock, and we don't like. I, I, I don't know about you, <laughs> very but much. Space yeah, rock isn't really a thing that like we get enough of anymore. No, I no. Miss that. But yeah, alternative. But it, it is interesting that like 
I just, I just, yeah. I mean, it's definitely still out there, but it's just I remember hearing it so much more back mm. around 2006. Like the biggest bands were alternative bands, pretty much. True, true. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, those are the days. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all right. As I said, the Latin influence uh, continues on uh, to the next song, which mm-hmm. is called "Who Do." Who do? Who do you do? Again, you're right. Like that, um, that Latin influence is, is certainly there in the guitar. Yeah, I, I didn't remember this song at all. It, like when I was listening to this album, I was like, oh, okay. There's a there's a lot of like songs on this album that kind of like somewhat like peripheral because of the the massive. Hits I mean, that came I, from this I mean, album. the next song alone kind of dwarfs a lot. Of yeah, the, the next song alone like is 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 the one that like literally anyone. Who I've talked to about this album goes, oh yeah, that's that's the that's album the that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like there's well, a lot of good songs like, on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like songs. I said, Supermassive Black Hole was probably the it was it was a hit. But thinking about like Sidonia, I, we'll, I, I we'll get to Sidonia. Probably the bigger, bigger. yeah. It was probably yeah. bigger actually. Uh, but I just remember Supermassive. Like I mean, they were both big, but. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're talking about hoodoo. We are talking about hoodoo. <laughs> Poor hoodoo yeah. still gets over, over <laughs> dwarfed when we even bring it up talking. Yeah. But um, hoodoo, hoodoo kind of reminds me more of their last album, Absolution, because it's got that orchestral. It's very swing chill. To it. It's very chill. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, you know, like going going back through this album and looking now at the lyrics and everything, like is it's weird for me to say this because I love this album already so much, but like I've again falling in love with it just because I'm finally looking at the lyrics and it's weird to say that when I've been a fan of this album well, since like 2007 some, some, sometimes you kind of pick up on stuff subconsciously you know yeah it's a chill song uh, it's, a ni- it's a nice little like calm move into the next song <laughs> in, into the yeah <laughs> absolutely which is uh, a song called uh, Knights of Sidonia well I don't know why I led into that like we hadn't already talked about it but uh, yeah, I was gonna say you, you already know this song, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> let, let, let's give uh, Narcissidonia a listen. Sure. Song later on, please. We will. <laughs> oh, we will. Okay, um, I fucking love this song. I love. This I song can't too. say anything so less much. about it. Um, it's just it's it's a f- it's futuristic western. Like, like yep. that's everything. Yep. Everything you want from everything. <laughs> um, who wouldn't love that? Uh, I wish we had more <laughs> songs that sound kind of like that, like that mashup of futuristic I, and western. I, I have do. literally written in my notes: if you don't love that, I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Um, yeah, no, this song is definitely worth fighting over. Yeah. yeah, and but I mean, it's got a goddamn surf rock like thing mm-hmm. at the start of it. Like, yeah, it's goddamn genius. Uh, it, like it gallop, genius. galloping it really horses. <laughs> um, <laughs> goddamn, it's it's like a like a um uh like a fucking western theme. Uh, like I remember hearing once upon a once upon a time that Matt Bellamy's dad was in a band and and that band in particular like had a sort of western 
Really? Like spaghetti kind of style to it. Okay. Um, and I think part of like the sort of inspiration for this song comes from his dad's band, The Tornadoes. That's what the, uh, oh. the band was called. Fun fact. Um, he, sa- he said here, my dad's music, which I never listened to before last year. This is at the time of the interview. Before then... I found it really uncool, but then all of a sudden it really influenced me. <laughs> so, so I guess like you really, yeah, it was maybe but somewhat of a country homage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, well, that's interesting. Um, mm. But oh man, oh man, there's so many, there's so many parts of the song. The music video, uh, mm. I've seen it so many times. Oh, I love that music video so much. Yeah. It's one of my favorites, and the, do you know what the weird thing about that music video is? Is that yeah, if you go on YouTube, the only video of that music video that's available, you know, and it's on the official Muse like channel, is um the one that they released like whatever it was like thirteen years ago, and unfortunately that video quality is like four eighty p. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a shame. And there's no other like there's no other like better version of it anywhere as far as I can see. Oh, which Jesus. is such a shame because yeah. it's a great music video I'd love to see like, I watched that I watched that a stuff. lot of times um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, oh man I mean we got to jump in back to the song because you know the song kind of speaks for itself let's catch those waves again yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna take me alive come to make things <laughs> Wait, are we stopping? Yeah, you... yeah, unfortunately, I... we can't listen to the whole stop. thing. Oh, I know, that's, so literally, that's literally what I said. I was like, I don't want to stop. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me. Uh, there's, there's, no way to, there's no way in hell anyone can listen to this song without getting t- totally enthralled pumped. by it. Getting pumped up. Yeah. Uh, like, I wrote down, I'm literally getting chills on the build-up around, yeah, uh, God, have you seen this live by any chance? Yes, yes, I have. Oh, that was actually funnily enough. Like I'm, I'm sitting here and like you know listening to that to that excerpt, and then Michelle, who's just like cooking lunch, like had to stop what she was doing to come and like just sort of like jam out for a bit. And, like they played this live. Like I'm like <laughs> I know the feeling. You know, like when you see this fucking song live, it's like it's like uh. everyone's in a cult. Everyone's actually like there, just like you know, like losing their shit. Like you've never <laughs> yeah, seen. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Oh, it's man. amazing. I w- oh man, I, w- I would go to see Muse just for that. You should, man. You really should. <laughs> Honestly, one of the best shows ever you'll see is when Muse plays live. It's oh. unbelievable. They're off chops, <laughs> as Michelle just said. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it, like, is this the best Muse song? Question. Um, as in, what do you mean? Like in ever. general? Like yeah, yeah, ever? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in terms of the fact that it's the one that's really like, you know, resonated with yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would say it's my favorite of any of their songs yeah yeah I, like i mean I, I, as a muse fan like who's like, got many other favorites like yeah I, it's hard then, it's hard to pick i i, I get it, but. But, but but even then like there's no way in hell that i can every time i feel chills with this song because it's such a good song i don't know it's such a fucking anthem <laughs> and and it's and it's the finishing like the yeah finishing song of this album pretty much uh, they do have a bonus uh song that you can they do uh but like for the for the you know initial release, this is the end song, and like yeah. the Western elements, the hard rock, the beach rock, the subtle synth, goddamn, mm, goddamn, that's God that's, all, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, can say. it's uh, yeah, they really they really picked the. I mean, I guess the bookends of this song, Take a Bow, and Nights of Sidonia, at least yeah, like you said on the initial release, yeah, were just yeah. so unbelievably good. Yeah, this is such a perfect sandwich of Muse. <laughs> like this album. Perfect sandwich of Muse. Mmm, tasty Muse. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Have you Muesli? Is there a track somewhere in there? Mu- no, look, I mean, there probably is. Yeah. Okay, muesli, okay. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the jo- you can't really have a joke that's me asking if it's a joke. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, Knights of Cydonia is yeah something else. Uh, hey, a bit, bit of bit of trivia actually. Do you know Do you know yeah. where's what Cydonia is? Oh, no, no. So, um, Cydonia is actually a I think it's a canyon or a ridge or like a valley in, uh, on Mars. And, oh, um, that's cool. That's, that's that's actually why the album cover for Black Holes and Revelations is set on Mars. Yeah, yeah I, I knew that it was this song that was the reason why they were at least in a, what looked like a desert. I thought it was a desert, but I guess Mars yeah. is a desert. Yeah, but. yeah. I remember, I remember the first time I, I, I realized, I don't know, I got really into NASA for a while and like looking at, you know, planets and stuff. Yeah. And I remember like, going, hey, Cydonia. Oh, that's right. That's a that's a Muse song. It sort of clicked. I was like, oh shit, those fucking dudes in the <laughs> those cover dudes. of Black Holes and Revelations are playing chess on uh, you know who those dudes are meant to be they're meant to be uh like representations of the four horsemen of the apocalypse oh really i didn't actually know that yeah i, I did a bit of a wiki wiki scan um interesting but yeah that, that's like the general idea behind it um <laughs> Uh, I, I think they're meant oh, to be playing cards or something, but yeah. No, well, actually, I'm looking at it now. They're, they're, they're sitting around the table and there's like tiny horses on the table. Oh, I didn't even... What? I need to look myself. Wait, wow. Yeah. I like that they're all like wearing like mirror suits. And yeah, things, yeah. Like it's all guys shiny wearing, like, and stuff. Eyeball like suit. Like, I, I, I don't think the Mars sky is blue, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's, it's, mean, it's, it's a distinct... It's, it's a distinct image. Like It's, yeah, very yeah. distinct image, yeah. So, uh, yeah. th- like you said, though, yeah, there is a there is a bonus track um, called "Glorious" that I ha- um, I have listened to, but um, can't remember much it, of it. it. It's a it's a pretty glorious song. I won't lie; it's a great song. Do, do you know what's funny is that apparently, even though they recorded this album in a four month time span across Italy and London um, back in two thousand five or two thousand six, apparently there is an entire rumored missing album. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, according to, because "Glorious" was one of the songs that they had left um, uh, off, and then like they added, and then there was another B side or C side or whatever you want to call it, like song called "Soaked," which they also had from the end of the recording process, um, which sort of made its way onto the internet. But apparently, sixteen other songs have yet to surface, 16? and to an this can be considered Muse's lost album. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Uh, that's lost. Like, did they yeah. like put it on a USB, drop it down the back of the couch? What? Do you, lost? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Like, why you would leave sixteen songs out and just like it's been years now. Like, it's been fifteen so years since yeah. this album came out. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, it has been. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's that's strange. But yeah, I mean, uh, this uh, this album, this album overall. I've always liked Muse. I never really like was a huge fan of them, but they've definitely got so many good hits. Uh, that they're they're a great band, a great band. Mm. Um, very 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 distinct. Like they mixed mixed the electronic and the and the rock really well. Um, balanced it well. Some of the stuff that's come out recently, I feel like they've probably fell over one side a little bit too much. But that's just my yeah. my preference. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, I agree actually. But uh. But you know, they'll, they'll always be one of those big, uh, big arena bands that we don't have much of these days. So I'm glad they're That's still true. going around. That's true, and yeah, like even though they've kind of like abstracted into like the weirdness that Matt Bellamy has kind of like taken on in terms of you know uh, whatever the hell does now, like is like they can basically do whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. They're in that kind of category now where they're set. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, like, I think someone once told me that, like, Muse is basically, like, Europe's favorite band because... Yeah, yeah, I forget how big are, they are there. They don't need huge. to go anywhere else. They don't yeah. even need to have, like, album releases to go tour there. Like, they just... People will come and line up and watch Muse yeah. purely because Muse just, is playing. And not just, like, fill uh, up, like, uh, concert halls. They'll fill up, like, stadiums. <laughs> yeah, stadiums. Like, uh, and over multiple nights, too. Yeah, and, Like, yeah. it's crazy the amount... Like, if anyone who's listening hasn't seen any of Muse's live 
shows that are kind of been filmed or anything, I would definitely yeah. highly recommend it. Or if you know you have the chance to go see Muse live, do it. I hundred percent do it. They 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 seem to put a lot of effort into the uh, like the, stage the, vis- the visual stage production and yeah and you know light light shit and stuff, which is cool. Definitely, and, definitely. And it's nice when a when a band you know just doesn't just show up with like a banner and. You know, although that's cool too, but you know, different bands, different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different bands have different approaches yeah. to like the way that they, you know, have their live acts play. But yeah, I, I always found Muse to be kind of funny because their original sort of like days of doing live shows was kind of that. We'll just sort of rock up, and you literally. know, in the, yeah, like <laughs> literally, and rock up like even like the the sense that Matt Bellamy would like destroy his guitars at the end of every show. <laughs> Who'd really? destroy him? Who'd straight up like throw him into old like school. speakers and destroy the speakers and his guitar? Like old school, yeah. Like... He was a fan of Jimi Hendrix, was he? A huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't mm. seem like I wouldn't call that out. For, that's something he would do. He, he looks nice. Like he, a nice he's young nice. Chap. He's very nice. And he's very mousy. But yeah, yeah. When, yeah. When he's really shredding it, he gets fucking involved. Well, yeah. He, well, he's, he's got the skills. He can back it up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that was one of your favorite albums. Uh, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one of your favorite bands. Um, very interesting. Uh, uh, had a great time talking to you about it. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That was really uh, fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know you seem to have lots of fun. <laughs> fun um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with the second part of this uh, episode where we'll be talking about a little uh, little band called Cream. So anyway. Uh, Hope you guys had fun. Hope you're enjoying your quarantine, everybody. Oh, yes, Woo! quarantined. And uh, if anyone's listening to this one, we're finally not quarantined. Uh, what's it like out yeah. there in the world? <laughs> Has the world changed? Are you ever going to get your freedoms back? <laughs> no one's going to take me alive. It sheds a tear. Beautiful, right. beautiful. <laughs> All right, see ya. Bye. Well, it's nice doing an LTT again. Holy fuck. That's all we've got time for, folks. That's been Pirate Radio Podcast. Pirate Radio Podcast. Yeah, give me one moment. I'm gonna, I'll be back in just a second. Okay. So you managed to get those nuts? Sorry? You got those nuts then? Yeah, I do get some nuts. How'd you fucking know? I could could hear everything happening in that room. Oh, you can can hear me whispering and getting nuts. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) I'm like, hello. (laughs)